see the one beam, I'm like, Ryan, that's a big deer, dude. Welcome back to Pull Away Podcast. Yeah, you're done. We're cutting off. You're, you're, you're done. Episode 7, here we are. We're talking about the mythical white geese that fly around in the springtime. We did a little bit of a little snow geese hunting action. The trigger fingers were getting itchy, and uh, so we we headed out in search of the white bird, and uh, we got into them a little bit, something I've never done. Uh, I've never even seen a snow goose up close in person, so super cool for me to experience, and uh, yeah, I'll let everyone talk talk about the, the whole shebang there. Yeah, so I guess that kind of leads it off. So episode seven is just going to be straight up snow geese, maybe a little bit of shed season. The boys had a pretty good year for sheds. I can't say I did. We're not done yet. Well, so far. Anyway, knock on wood, I can pull something yet. Um, but yeah, took them out for a little bit of, I guess, Iowa snow geese endeavors. Um, I got a buddy, I'll shout out Taylor. He's he's kind of the goat for that. Him and his dad lay them down pretty good. And uh, Cole's hunted snow geese before in the past. Um, I think they're more of like a field hunting scenario compared to what we do. Um, I won't say we jump shoot them, but like we sneak them, you know. We're spotting stalkers. It's, it's like the western mule deer hunting of the goose world. Like it's, it's pretty <laughs> intense stuff, you know. Unplug guns because it's the conservation order out here. So you pretty much just have to have your hunting license and your migratory bird. And you're good to go as long as you have a box of BBs. And you'll be right as rain. Ideally um, modified chokes. Yeah, Ryan found out the hard way that a good choke goes a long way. Um, yeah, I'd recommend a full choke if you have one. But, yeah, um, so you can shoot the snow geese, Rosses, which are just a smaller version of a snow goose. They're white still, and then there's blue. Like, they're just part of a light geese family. They're like a an inbred or genetic defect kind of, I think, from a snow goose, aren't they? It's a genetic defect. Yeah, kind of like an albino or a piebald deer. Or every so often you get a red calf out of a black cow and a black bull for livestock. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all you can do. Uh, unfortunately, we see, like, just as many speckle bellies as we do snow geese right now. But we never see speckle bellies in this, like, fall season when we can actually hunt them. Which is kind of infuriating, but they're just they're probably my favorite birds. They're pretty cool to look at, so I'm excited for that. We don't see snow geese on the way down either, do we? They pretty mm, much pick they, it up. And they pretty fly much, right yeah. They they go right over us in the jet stream, more or less. They just kind of have to stay around here because of the weather. So, yeah, we've had some pretty crazy temperature swings, and as far as like rain and sleet and snow coming down on and off all the time, it kind of holds them up. So we get a little crack at them for about three weeks. Uh, right now, it's the first week of March, so we're getting a lot of like the adult birds right now. Um, probably about a week and a half out from juvie soup time where we just juvie soup yeah they're pretty dumb so that'd be fun um, hopefully we can get a crew of guys we're talking to some people from minnesota see if we can get a crew of guys down for that as well as just us down here so we have a pretty big group of people for a shoot so that'd be pretty fun um yeah i mean it's probably not the most exciting way to hunt waterfowl i mean we don't get to call them or anything like that we don't have any e-callers because you can use e-callers in the conservation order down here but yeah we just don't have the money for that so yeah or really the time or the real estate yeah i mean public lands are great and all but like right now the birds are just grouped up and 
right now, unfortunately, all the open water that we're finding is private and everywhere that we want to go and knock on, which we're knocking on a lot of doors. We're just getting turned on a lot because it's a lot of it's just leased. So that's kind of our problem right now. Yep. So. And I think a lot of it must be leased from just the way I look at it, must be leased from fall. Yeah, Guys I would say Canada hunting yeah, a lot. 99% of what we're trying to hunt is stuff that's leased for Canadians Canadian. or just like just large fall, ducks, water, teal. Fall, yeah. But yeah, hopefully we can get on something here soon. We're, we're knocking on enough doors or kind of hitting that magic number where you get a yes eventually. But uh, you just got to hope that they're in that field that day. So. Cole, what did you think about it? You went out for your snow goose for the first time. Ryan, I'm not going to spoil it too bad, but he had a first for him this week. I just like just dumping the gun. That's really – I just – that's just great. Yep. You shot your first snow. Something about it. I mean, I shot at my first snows. Yeah. He probably hit like 87 of them, but like they just didn't come didn't down. mortally wound any of them. Yeah. Oh, they'll be dead. They'll be out there on the pond from that avian flus I gave them from the steel Oh, yeah, shot. you sneezed on it first. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I gave them the COVIDs. Gotcha. But what do you think, Cole, compared to what you normally do? Yeah, what I do you mean, normally do at home compared um, to this? I grew up snow goose hunting over a rig. I mean, we were putting out a couple thousand decoys sitting in a pit throwing a lid back absolutely smoking migrators and it's different for sure i mean driving around and going to walk in and sneak on them is a little different than sitting and just shooting at megawads that are tornadoing down into the block down into your spread and i don't know i think it definitely was fun for me just because i had never done it and it takes a different skill at that point to be able to get up on them, but, I mean, once you do, you can hammer them. Yeah, it's a fun time. Um, I say you you hunt with an outfitter at home, too. You want to plug them at all or give them a shout-out for anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we hunt with a buddy at home who runs a outfitting business, Finger Lakes Guide Service, hunting service, and, uh, I mean, shoot Canada's ducks, snow geese, big waterfowl you want it you can come to new york and we will put you on them there you go find them finger lakes guide service they're out there instagram facebook yeah somewhere uh, facebook bigger on facebook yeah let him have it but uh, sawyer's the only one who hasn't gotten out yet coincidentally he's probably the one that's most excited for the season because he just wants to shoot something that flies and lives on water um unfortunately we haven't got him on that yet he had some opportunities during fall with canadians but uh we had a little run-in with a, a cornerstock mailer that prevented the the spread from the just coming in. Dude, they were they were feet hanging, but just not quite banging yet. You know what I mean? The slaughter. But they were hanging and they were dropping. Wind was perfect. And then the tractor was coming and they were lifted and gone. Yep, yep. But hey, that's living. You learn. You know, that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a fun time. Um, hopefully getting out a couple more times here before spring break and the boys go home tomorrow morning get back out again tomorrow morning then we'll get back out again when the guys come back um other than that i think that kind of wraps up from so far for the snow geese i mean we're going to be posting some videos and pictures from that we're getting some pretty good quality stuff out of that it's kind of cool we uh we killed four we went on on sunday stories oh yeah i mean i shot a i shot a blue and a ross 
I think so. what people have the misconception of is that snow geese are not the smartest bird out there. Snow geese are significantly dumb. Like, the herd really mentality one thing is strong. I, one thing them. I didn't realize, like, you can get a spin and you start blowing shells into them and then they lift up and they freak out and then about 30 seconds later they act like nothing ever happened and they just go back to normal. Like they didn't just get blasted they, they are, at. They are the most, like, freaked out bird. Like they can sit on the water and if one goose. Yeah, but at the same time, they're par- that's like a turkey. Yeah, it's they're paranoid. If, yeah, if, they're as paranoid. soon as one goose decides that it's going to pick up and go. Everybody does. You could have 15,000 that all decide to get up and go. For what reason? You don't know. But they just do. Yeah. The only thing I can compare them to as far as the animal kingdom would probably be turkeys. Like, if you have two tom turkeys come in, every so often you can shoot one of them, and the other one will stay there and, like, attack it, you know? Snow geese are kind of the same way. Like, you can shoot at them, and they'll keep coming. Or, like, they're just out when they just see a single blade of grass move. Like, it's, it's just weird. They're finicky. Yeah. But, and they but, don't – I mean, they don't fly like normal birds. They fly in wads. So, I mean, yeah, you can have – most of the time, they'll fly in either, like, groups of 5 or 10, or they'll fly in groups of 500 to 1,000. And that's how you get your feeds to get up so high is when you start getting migrators dumping in from the heavens at 1,000 birds every time. Yeah, it's kind of cool. While we were out there, we got the opportunity because they were, they were piling into this private field pretty hard, and we just pulled over and watched them. Because the feed started out that morning probably about 2,000, 2,500. Probably. And by three o'clock that afternoon it was touching ten thousand. Oh my like the yeah. tornado was crazy they were the, they were such a spread of birds out there that when they swung like to reposition and move around the circle they made covered probably a quarter of the section yeah like a square mile by mile section granted i'm not saying there's that many birds but like ten thousand is a lot from what i've seen and you know they're anywhere from 10 feet off the ground to 250 feet off the ground or better well and every time it's thick it's cool i mean every time a new group comes in they always got to reposition it seems so i mean you know a new group's coming down and they're you have a feeling they're going to swing and that's what happens most of the time is they'll all lift off and go swing and dick around and then go back down and sit there for a while and until keep on picking Mm -hmm. yeah that's i guess one thing never even seeing what snow geese act like or or what they're like is that you're literally just be like watching the feed watching the feed you know watching the horizon looking for birds coming and next thing you know you'll look straight up and there's a thousand birds they're just just full cupped up dropping straight down stratosphere coming down as cole likes to say taking the elevator down taking it down yeah and it's just like first of all how the hell did they look down and see that? Well, there's, Which, I think it's just because the feeds, when they get big enough, they can just physically see the white blob. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's just so many birds that were out there that day, at least. But that's like, I don't know, if you're that high, which I guess it's, you know, like, they have laser eyesight, probably, like most birds do, I guess. But if if you're in a plane and you look down and see a blotch of snow in a low spot in a field, is that going to look any different from who knows how high than a big feed of snow geese? I guess to them probably, to us, no. Yeah, I have but, no clue. I mean, but they I mean, don't know. And, and 
if you ever hunted them before or not, I don't think you'll ever get that sound out of your head for the next like no. six hours. Like you're hearing snow geese, you're still hunting bad, snow geese. Like I went to bed yeah. here listening to freaking specs, mainly specs because they yeah. have such like a just like a recognizable a little screech, noise. squeal noise they make. And yeah, I'm like, I just like lay in bed try and fall asleep and all i can hear in the back of my head is that and i like look out the window oh there's no geese out there oh yeah it's it's just in my head i'm just going absolutely crazy but whatever so i guess like so yeah we shot four on the day we went which was kind of fun it was pretty bad weather for a little while uh we decided that ryan cole and i were going to walk out and try and sneak this group that was feeding in a uh, neighboring field we were just hoping that when they got up they came up over the public well let's set height. it up though so the way snow geese feed too is unlike canada's specks ducks because there's so many they they leapfrog they, each other they'll leapfrog the each other and they will wipe a field out like it, if the field is small enough they will end up at the other end in less than an hour if there's that many of them like there were so See, knowing that your opportunity of them gonna get up and go to the next one is very high. Now, if they're in a huge section, well, that might be a different story. But in the small fields like that, we knew that they were gonna get up because it was they were limited on what they yeah, had. Yeah, this this feed was on both sides of the road, like it was yeah. big. And uh, every so often, you see like groups of you know twenty or thirty would get up and come, and they'd fly over the, the public, which is what we were on. And we were just hoping that eventually the big group would eventually do that and uh so we were going out there and we all had our waders on ryan had his muck boots and we got to a spot through the cattails where it got a little deeper than what was expected to say the least so ryan went back and it actually worked out pretty good because he kind of kept an eye on them for us a little bit um because where we were out on the private we could see the road we could see the field and we could see ryan just drive back and forth and he sent me a text (laughs) and just this video like all these birds it was crazy but we'll see if we can get that video put up for that I, or not. I've just, I, I guess it's just mind blowing to me because, like, I've seen ca- Canadians. Like, we thought there was a lot of birds whatever. out there, but when Ryan went back, there was and, more. Yeah, so, like, we started walking and we had, like, looked at the feed and we're like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, definitely something worth our time to, like, trek out there and everything else. And then. I got back in the truck and went back by there, and in a span of an hour, the feed had doubled. Ended up there being a lot of birds that were on the other side of the road hopped over with these birds. But, I mean, in an hour, that feed went from 2,000 to – or 3,000 to 6,000 birds. I mean, r- roughly, I have, I have no good way of judging birds. I suck <laughs> at it. But there's, there's a lot of them out there. And uh, I don't know. that While we were out there, when we went by the morning – um, there was a guy with a trailer, so we thought there was somebody hunting on the piece. So we didn't want to hunt it. We didn't want to screw up his hunt. We were trying to stay out of the way. But uh, we saw these birds out in the field, and we drove by the parking lot, the one parking lot, and his truck was gone. So we're like, all right, we're going we're gonna to go after him. And uh, we did. And I don't know what caused them to get up when they did, but they got up at the wrong time for them. And Cole and I just gave her hell. I mean, between the two of us, I shot 11 times. I shot fifteen. I, I saw my the, gun hold my. I refilled my gun three times and then loaded it three times. I saw the birds get up and I go, "Oh, it's about to get western." As soon as, and I was calling him because 
me being the impatient self that I am, I was like, yeah, you I gotta got like do a, it. You I are, got I got like every three minute update of like, dude, there's birds flying in the air. Hey, there's birds behind you. Hey, hey there's birds coming. Like, I see them. Well, and I was trying to figure out where they were. Yeah, because we could see I, the like, truck driving by, but he I couldn't see us, obviously. Out. He's like, I'm next to the pile of trees. I'm like, there's four fucking piles of trees out in the hedgerow. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how you want me to figure that out. But, and then they just like, all got up at once. I think they like once. ran out of field that they were comfortable with feeding in is what yeah. it was. They were getting close to the wood line, I think, mm-hmm. or, or close to the edge or whatever. But, And, I mean, these birds were like 10 foot from the road. I'm like, I could just like run after these things with a loaded shotgun and dump a bunch of them. I was like... I was like, you want me to do it a deer drive style? Like we couldn't <laughs> hunt the field, but I knew as soon as I got out of a pickup and like went into the ditch, they'd all get up and go. And me being there, I was hoping they'd go towards them. But we ended up just waiting them out, and it was obviously probably the right decision. But yeah, the first the first group came over us. The first volley, I don't know how many birds there was in it. There's probably a solid. 100 or 200 that were and really low and i'm pretty, like mason they're pretty low snows but mason snows i saw him come up i saw him come and i was like no no don't shoot them don't shoot them don't shoot them because i was looking at the 10 times pile that hadn't got up yet because i'm thinking if the first hundred go over low like that then we're solid yeah but solid. how many shells did you have i had 11 in my pocket yeah so you're only gonna shoot 11 anyhow I understand. I I might have goobered that up a little bit. So then we decided to shoot at the ones that were sky high. Sky high. They sky high. They weren't quite treetop high. They, yet, were, they were a lot were, higher than what that first group that I said were, to shoot at they were. were. They were poked, but hey, still got. I shot my blue, and I was happy for the day. But he bounced about three foot off the ground when he came down. I tell you what, he hit hard. And then there was another one that uh, Cole chased through the trees. <laughs> Bird dog. I don't he know how he found it, out. dude. I don't Snipped know how he found it because we're standing there and he goes, "It's over here," and he just like walks right to this bird that's underneath like a tree, like it landed in the trees and just started like crawling away from us, you know. And he found it in there, and that was that. But then after that, we moved over to a different patch, and uh, this is where this big feed was. Talking to your mic. And uh, yeah, sorry. Then we moved to a different different piece of public and this is where these birds were feeding on this private right next to it and this is where we saw just just a pile of birds just piling in and at what uh, point did the uh, guys drive by you oh yeah we weren't going to go to that part yet i didn't want to throw anybody under the bus yet but yeah um, i was gonna we were point. so when we popped the hill there was this another group of hunters that were scoping out the same birds as us which is fine i mean they're they're just birds at public ground people are gonna do what they're gonna do and uh, we talked to him and kind of figured out that they were hunting as well. And I just wanted to see if they wanted to go down where I wanted to go, you know, just give them, because they were there first, give them the opportunity. And uh, they seemed pretty content where they were. I mean, they didn't really say otherwise. They didn't move. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I drove down to where I wanted to, and we were just sitting in the truck, just watching these birds. And all of a sudden, the birds come from the opposite direction, from, which is behind us, I guess, would be. And uh, they're pretty low. And I'm like, all right, if they keep coming from where they are, we might be able to just set up on the public and shoot them on their way over, you know, because they were, I don't know, 50 yards max off the ground when yeah, they're coming but, in. They are yeah. pretty, pretty low. Yeah, they were doing it pretty good. But So I was like, all right. So we, we set up, and first couple came through, and I think they saw us pretty well. Granted, I didn't have the truck parked in the idealist position at the time. 
And after I realized that, I decided to move the truck down a ways. And I sat closer to the truck and left the other two probably 200 yards from me, set up on a pond dam for him to come over. It was real. Let's preface this. It was really cold and really windy. So we really enjoyed being in the truck yeah. until we had to be out yeah, of the truck. Yeah, I mean, you could pick them out coming far enough away that you could, like, get ready for them. And uh, so I got them dropped off, and I pulled out ahead ways, and I got down where I wanted to be. And I'm thinking, you know, where I'm parked, they're going to see my truck on the road. They're going to look up the hill and see that car parked on the road, and they're going to split the difference and go right over Colin Ryan. Well, the stupid birds come right over me, and I have three shells in the gun, and I'm I'm hearing them go, shoot them, shoot them, shoot them. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I threw a shell out there just to pray to God shot because they were a ways out there for me shooting just a standard full choke from the factory of who knows when that Remington 870 was built. But uh, so I shoot once. Birds fly up, and they're already a poke, and they get to even higher. And all of a sudden I hear, boom. Boom, 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 boom. I'm looking over, and Ryan's unloading his gun. After <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't waste my shells. Ryan is Ryan. just letting it eat at probably 120 yards <laughs> with a shotgun, with a modified choke or whatever he has, just slinging twos. No, they were BBs. Oh, sorry, BBs. They were twos at 120 yards above us, though. They weren't like, doing much. They were slinging out there. Yeah, out of my factory modified choke. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, what the heck are we doing here? And uh, so I went back and gave Ryan more ammunition. <laughs> I went and got my own ammunition. Yeah, he had a whole whole shell, a whole box of shells in his front pouch. You know that that yeah, lazy suit. That that suit you that know, like, he was he was just it's like, like it's like my little kangaroo pouch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess yeah, because before we'd moved, I moved the truck down. We'd we'd shot at another group. Yeah. And I don't know what happened with my gun, but like I had a shell in the chamber, and I pulled the trigger, and nothing happened. So I was like, whatever. So I ejected a full shell and threw a new one in, and off we went. So I think I like either didn't have it seated all the way, or I don't know. But I just said hell with it and ejected it and kept going. Damn never, pump, never damn found that pump shell. Guns. Yeah, they don't ever. Uh, what's the word? Clog up or whatever. This automatical clog jam. jam. Yeah, jam. pump won't jam. Jam. But I, uh, I can't. You can jam a pump. I don't know. I haven't yet. Knock on wood. But. Yeah. Yeah, you can lock them up, yeah. and then not be able to do anything with them. That's well, I haven't done that yet. Knock on wood. Me and the old pumpster are getting her done. Hey, it's an eight seventy. That thing will run forever. Yeah. It'll outlive me probably. Yep. But yeah, that's kind of what we did. We ended up shooting two more while we were doing that, or three? No, two more. Yeah. Two more. I don't know if we explained what this conservation hunt is. So. Oh yeah. Let me so, throw a blurb in there. So, basically. The snow geese up their breeding nesting ground is up in the northern Canada, up in none of it basically is where a lot of them come from. And it's a tundra kind of deal where it's you know it's just that little bloat on grass and whatnot. And they, because there's so many of them, they are ruining their own habitat and they will soon. I mean, we've already started started to see it, but like they eat themselves basically to where they start to die because there's no more food for them. They eat themselves out of uh, out of food basically, and so the whole goal for this is not. It, they're not. Yes, they do eat farmers' crops and stuff like that, but the 
real reason is so that we're trying to conserve them as a species. We're trying to make it so they don't be, make themselves extinct, basically. So that, I mean, it's a, and some people say that it's not working and blah, blah, blah and, and whatnot, but to an extent it is, but the only issue is that they get shot and see spreads and hear e-callers and, you know, all the way from none of it down and they see every same thing going all the way back north. And so they become super, super educated, unlike your Canada's that only get hunted in the fall because you can hunt snow, like they hunt snows September 1 in Canada when they start coming down. And so they're already seeing spreads they're getting shot at. Then they come down and they get shot at. Then they're down in Arkansas and they get shot at, and then they start their migration back north. They get shot at in Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota. And so we're starting to see, too, a lot of times where they're going to push to these areas where they're not getting shot at, which is Nebraska. Colorado's been loading up recently, which is, from my experiences, not what I've ever heard of. Like Nebraska, yeah, I've heard of it, but they're finding those areas where they're, they aren't seeing the spreads. They aren't getting shot at, and that's, you know, I think at some point we're going to have to tailor our hunting to a different aspect because they will become so educated that they would be unkillable. That's why juvies, that you, it's juvie soup for a reason because they don't see it. They don't see the spreads like the adults do. I mean, the adults that live constantly back and forth through the migration – see spreads two times a year and that is why you cannot it is so hard to kill them because they're so educated it's like it's a, hard to decoil a de, i mean yeah well, you even can if, e, as long as you have four thousand decoys and e, they want to land in the field that you're hunting i mean even jump shooting sometimes the adult birds like they see one thing they don't like and they're gone like it, i mean it goes both ways and so that's i mean yeah so just to little piece of vocab there that Cole threw out there called jump shooting. So people do that. What that is is if you see a whole bunch of birds on water somewhere or in a field, people you can do it in a field if like a terrace too, um, you more or less sneak up on them and just shoot them where they're at before they get in the air, which happens sometimes. I'm not saying I don't condone it, but you can get a lot of because you can shoot like species like speckle bellies or, or ducks that you don't want to harvest or are out of season. Um, but that's something that happens uh, for better or for worse. Um, you do. I mean, you do yeah. kill a lot of birds you, yeah, when you do that. I, I guess mean, the way I look at it is like like you were saying, like the the com- conservation hunt it's is an working, easy way to kill a lot of but birds it's not fast. working. But I guess my question would be is um, what what's a, what's the better option? I that is, That's a valid question, and I, mean, I don't have an answer for that. I mean, you – I guess – you think about deer too, in the in the areas that are super overpopulated. Yeah, you can go shoot them all, but they get just as educated as a bird would too. Yeah. To I mean that's to, happening in Missouri right now. Yeah. If you knew that or not, about they're they're eradicating deer herds for chronic wasting. Oh, that's yeah. That's they can pretty do, common. Yeah, they can yeah. just they can just roll up onto your private ground and say we're getting rid of the deer. Well, yeah. that's yeah. what they Which is what they're trying to do with the snow geese to a point. They're trying to just they're not trying to wipe them out. They're trying to thin the herd to sustainable population. Yeah, which but I guess at this point is like, I mean, it, you know, you, someone puts out a big spread and they kill two birds in it all day. 
is it better than killing no birds all day or Either is way, it the bird hurting more? Kill more birds are you going to are you going to ban people hunting with big spreads and push people to jump shoot them all the time? You can't do that either cuz no, we have people that drive by us and call us jumpers yeah. while we're just so, yeah, we were set up birds out there hunting like we explained we were we were catching birds flying from the field to wherever they wanted to be. We weren't getting them off water and there were some guys hunting on the opposite side of the section on private and they had a big spread, and they had the whole shebang of, you know, Polaris Ranger on tracks, and they had... A couple thousand decoys, yep, big money speakers. invested into whirly birds, and... You know, they had the whole shebang. Good for them. I'm glad they like hunting that way. It's just not something I can afford to do at this time in my life, but it kind of deters the whole purpose of hunting. It kind of pushes people away from the sport when you drive by public ground and degrade people for hunting the way they are. Yelling jumpers at us when we weren't even jumping birds. We were legally hunting them. Essentially trafficking birds. Like yeah. we just so what they happened did, to be in between yeah. feet and it's, feet. It's no different than like flagging geese yeah. in the fall. Like, yeah. I mean, even if, I mean, what's the difference between that and doing a deer drive? If you're jumping birds, you're right. still pushing them. You're still you're I pushing mean, deer. You're pushing deer. Yeah. That's, so, uh, I don't know. But, so, no, I mean, yeah, big spreads, you can definitely kill just as many birds, if not more, over big spreads. I mean, there's guys down in Arkansas that will kill 500 birds over a spread in the morning, in an afternoon. I mean, and it's, good for them. I'd love to it's, do it someday. But, but it's, yeah. it's a matter of, like, are those educated birds? How many decoys? I mean – yeah, they're probably putting out three, four thousand dozen, de- three, four thousand decoys, but you need that many to get those big, you know, adult birds in there. And to for a lot of people, I mean, you can go on right now, and a thousand decoys, full bodies, is twenty thousand dollars. Who can afford that? Yeah, I mean, not your average Bobby Joe's going to go out to like go do that. Someone who makes money off of it. Yeah, right. I mean, like, like an out, like an outfitter, an totally. If it's yeah. an investment, and you're making your money. Nobody's back, buying it for but, private. But yes. nobody, I mean, not a, not uh, many. Some people. Those are. guys probably were. Some people. Those, are. I mean, there's a lot Could of be. to have two trucks at the field. There's no way they were no that, people. But like even, I mean, you go buy silo socks, and they're still a hundred dozen is on sale right now four grand i mean yeah still a hundred lot of decoys uh, put up yeah, and that's that just it like the amount of time that goes into that and if you're not on feeds every single morning or every day paying you know getting the use out of them what's the point of buying them i mean you know if you're an outfitter i totally understand that like you're killing birds you're on these big feeds you've got leased fields you're Prob- you got a lot of I mean, you've got a lot invested in your pay, and you're getting clients to pay. But people that want to just go out and do it for fun, like we, like us, like we don't have time to go set a spread. We don't have, you know, it's just easier to do what we were doing. I guess here's here's something. If you're gonna, if you want to start really killing birds, are you gonna not? Are, are you gonna go like a North Dakota approach where? If your land isn't posted, you can just go hunt it. Like, you know how those geese figure out the private fields that they're not getting touched on. Oh yeah, just on? like deer do. So, so how about this? I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. But how about that? You open it up to where, unless a farmer goes out there and says, "I, you do not get come on this field," then, then let people go hunt them out or like go 
let people go stalk them in a field or whatever, whatever, you Which know. Which I'd be all for, but at the same time, there's going to be that one dude who just reads that just little part of you can go hunt, and they're going to do it in the fall and ruin it for everybody. Yeah, that's, I mean. Or they're going to do it with something besides geese. They're going to go hunt deer somewhere. Yeah, there's going to be people that it, abuse Yeah, them. and that's hard. It's, and well, there's I mean, stupid you people could, everywhere. You could but. label it under the conservation yeah. It is a special conservation yep. order. Yep. So I mean, and the conservation order is a federal order too. It is not. Yeah, it's not. A it's state not thing. a state yeah. order. It's. I mean, from New York to California, wherever there's snow geese, this conservation season goes on. I know right now at home, there's a couple hundred thousand birds flying around. Pennsylvania, like down in Lancaster, there's a ton of birds down there right now, and people are on them. And I mean, I can't say number wise but i'd be curious i could do some research and really see what they've noticed in the you know in the last five to ten years of what numbers are going on if you know is it really helping or is it just sustaining this overpopulation because like i said it's not about you know land and whatnot it's about conserving these birds for their own good like we're not doing this just for shits and giggles this is to make sure that these don't become extinct. Yeah, that's. I guess it it's an, it's nearly impossible to do, but do you just like that? Like for the conservation season, what are you gonna do? Ban leases? You not let people lease out fields because just like that, like you're saying, they're finding places where they feel safe. They're doing the same thing on fields that they aren't getting touched on. So I guess the only way you can make them not feel comfortable anywhere is to let everybody hunt pretty much everywhere, and it's never going to work. You know, it sounds like a great idea, but it's it's like Mason said, it, someone will do something stupid and think it's for another season, and, you know, there will always be problems with it, but I guess there's problems right now. So, Well, and two, they, I mean, those snow geese are don't have a problem of – all of a sudden getting up and migrating. Like, I mean, they will fly into a headwind if they have to. If they do not feel comfortable or are pressured in an area and they're like, I want to get the hell out of here, no matter what it is, they'll fly. Like, it's one of those things like Canada's will sit. Ducks will sit for the most part. But snow geese, it's that. They're just a different breed. So I was just Googling up, like, snow geese migrations and whatnot. Uh, so Pennsylvania caught my eye. So from the Pennsylvania Game Commission, does anybody have a guess the peak number from last year of how many snow geese were in one day trafficked? Oh, over like the middle, over the Middle Creek area. Yep. You mean one as day. in killed? Hundreds, hundreds of thousands. No, on this one little pond, I guess is what they're counting them on. In Middle Creek. Middle Creek. This one little pond they trafficked in one day. You're you're talking like live birds flying through, or you're talking trafficked as in killed, like like traffic, traffic. Okay, yeah, Uh, came through. Like if a car, like on a highway, they put something out to sense how many cars were going over. Granted, this this is an estimation. In one day, day, in one day, three hundred thousand. It was seventy nine thousand that flew, but they said the next day they had two hundred thousand on the water. Yeah, that's nuts. Two days, two hundred seventy thousand birds. Yeah, that's nuts. And that's, that's in, in this one little, part of, one little part of Pennsylvania. Now you've got that's, that's pretty wild. I mean, that's the hotspot for them down there. Down in yeah, I mean there, I mean there's, and then 
I mean, back home we have those. Back you, in, that place you have to pull a special permit to hunt. In New York, yeah. we have the Montezuma Swamp, yeah. and the Montezuma Swamp holds a lot of birds, and so they does like the Finger Lakes region. Tundra swans fly over on the same day. Three thousand tundra swans. Wow, that's pretty nuts. They they had to put a season on them. Mm. That's my opinion. Down to North Carolina. Yep, I'll throw my double buck in there. <laughs> To take them down. But if anybody wants to go snow goose hunting or has a spot, we're in. I got a gun. To come hunt. I'm like, we're in. And we'll film it. YouTube channel just started. Yeah, YouTube just dropped. Don't have a video yet, but we're working on it. Check it out. We might have something here soon. Stay posted. Took some badass pictures of some birds, though. If you didn't look on the Instagram page, there is a a once-in-a-lifetime bird uh, that I took a picture of, and it is a color phase bird. Blue snow goose, or an interface blue snow goose. Yep. So in a, lone, a flock of speckle in a flock bird. of speckle He was the lone blue in probably 250 speckle bellies. We were driving by the field, and I spotted him, and I said, "Wait a minute, we're stopping." And they're like, "What? What?" I'm like, "That's a cool bird right there." And Cole got out the camera, took some good photos of him. It was really cool, and he was about 10 feet off the road. So I did look this up. So a blue goose, they said, is a long considered. A separate species, but now known to be only a color morph of the smaller race of snow, lesser snow goose. Yeah. Hmm. So it was defect. it was at one point considered, but now it's just a genetic defect. Yep. It's like so I and I guess it seems it like it's a genetic defect, but it's it it's seems like a, it's to like me, a smoke phase turkey. But it of. seems to me like 25% of them are blue geese. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, so it's it's a healthy really population. I prefer no. to shoot the blues anyway. They just look Oh, cooler. they're cool. They look I like a just a, that. I think those just straight white birds are so cool. I don't know something yeah. about them. They just look cool. But. And like your Ross, your Ross is another subspecies. It's yep, just smaller. Like That's like a little cackle it's like goose. A, it's like a lesser. It's like a, yeah, or it's cackling. A, it's, a, it's a lesser for Canadians. And then... I mean, the juvies, they're more like gray a lot of times, but about this time of year when they're coming through, they'll be pretty white to an extent, but a lot of times they're kind of like a dirty gray. We did get to see. That is one thing I've never seen from all the snow snow geese hunting that I've done at home is Arkansas rust. Oh, really? I've never seen it. We've never gotten any. What's that from? It's, it's from like the water. The it's, like, water. it's like a calcium buildup on their like bills. They get like these bumps on their bills, and it turns out oh. feathers kind of an orangish color around their face. I got a picture. It's pretty worry. cool. There, yeah, that was something. Usually, I it's just to the see. older birds that get that. Yeah. In reality, it's That's never like the younger story. birds that get that. Well, where do just because they haven't been around? Where do the birds that you guys hunt at home come from? Like these birds are straight out of Arkansas. These bird, these birds are the Mississippi Flyway birds. He's ours, talking about yeah, yours. Ours are the Atlantic Flyway, so they're going down the yeah, coast more. Cool. North Carolina, South down Carolina, down that way. Georgia. Yeah, I mean they're they're sticking along the coast, and those are the ones that are going up. Yeah, and just wait too. You'll get we'll get some of them that have like actual calcium like buildups, like all bumps. the bumps on yeah, their face. Yeah, that'd stuff. be cool. If I get one that's like real warded up, I'd mount that. I'd mount that. Really? I, got I think one. they're cool. There's one. I yeah. almost got that blue mounted. Was I was pretty, gonna say, was did beautiful. you even think about it? Because that looked like a pretty bird. I think Cole about is, it. Cole is yanking them for it. I think hard. about it with about everyone, but I think it's either gonna have to be just like an interface blue, or it's gotta be banded. banded. Yeah. Did you guys see any banded birds? Yeah. 
Canada though. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, there there there's too many birds like I can't look at feet fast enough. <laughs> with no, snow geese with, no. with snow geese yeah. too, I mean it's just they a, banned a lot of snow geese, yeah. but again, because there's so though, many of them. Yeah, and if you're gonna shoot a band, it's, it's gotta be early. Yeah. Because all the adults come first and they don't band any of the juvies. Well, I mean the juvies like will get banded. At yeah. some point, but because they're juveniles, yeah. they're not banded yeah. yet. Yeah. Like Taylor shot a, a banded blue last year. It was a ten-year-old bird. You know how many cool. spreads that banded sucker's it, exactly. Over. exactly. And then you banded wonder why they Alaska. become so yeah. educated. I mean, yeah. that banded bird lived Alaska. Yeah, that's it's really nuts. cool. Just like that. Just yeah, ten years of flying. So that I, same it could be older away. than ten years old. Yeah. Right. True. It was just banded ten. It was years banded. Ago. Yeah. I mean, that so bird could have been. Two I think years it old was when they banned as an adult. So like, who knows how old the bird actually? So was. it's like they saw how many freaking spreads up and down the flyway every year, and or multiple flyways. The way he killed it was, I'm assuming, was jumping them or ca- yeah, just so catching them flying. I wasn't there that day, but I got the feeling on it. I don't want to steal his thunder on it, but pretty much what happened is they they had birds fly in because they were set up in the reeds because they they were tornadoing, you know. And they were shooting him coming down, and they were picking up birds after that. And he saw this bird swimming away from him, hmm. and he just shot it to Backed him because it was. I think it was crippled. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And he got up to it, flipped it over, and bling bling. Bam. Yeah, that's, that's like, like snow that. geese are tough. They will. They will take. Oh, and they will pellets. fight you to the bitter end. Yeah, they will. Like. Ugh, they're. Horrible. They don't die. If you I get mean, one they on die, the water, but they don't die. If it's crippled on the water. Good luck, cause it will swim away from you at a clip. <laughs> like you got, like oh, you got I'm up trouble hitting geese walking away from me. <laughs> 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 like, and they would need to get up to him, cause like if you, if I don't like to shoot him if I don't have to, cause yeah. Save a shell. But oh, I've had a couple of try and them. like try and bite me. Like when you go to grab them, they're like, you know, they're not as bad as Canada's. No, Canadas they're not really. Come after they're pretty you. timid. I mean, cause they're not very big, but like Canadians, they'll turn back. But you know, snow geese are like. Like, you know, they're little feisty, they're feisty little guys. No, and I'm not a neck ringer, so I don't know. If i got to pick up birds tomorrow, I'm just going to be like, twirl them around. I yeah, I'm always <laughs> afraid I'm going <laughs> to ring yeah, I had to ring yours, man. No, I was, I I mean. He was, like, kicking, like, going to kick it. Cole, like, and I what are you bre- doing? Cole and I, <laughs> Cole and I breasted them all out, and three out of the four of them, we he was pulling the breast feathers off. It pulled the whole head right off because there was no neck left. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I run three. It's, I don't know. I'd rather do that the ethical way than see them sit there and suffer. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, for sure. I know it's probably yeah, like, not. That's one thing that bothers me. Like, like, I don't know if it's a new trend right now or what, but people are like putting cripples in their layout blinds of them and taking videos of like the oh, bird. Oh, that's just wrong. I've oh. seen that. Yeah, like, like the guy's like laying down his layout blind and the Canadian like sticks its head out from behind him. Like, Look, like it's like I've creeping on his that. phone, you know. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. Just like put it down. Yeah, like, don't like when cool. you're picking them up. Like when we pick them up at home. I mean, if it's still alive, ring its neck. Just do you know? Do your due diligence and make sure that that bird's out of its misery. Like, I mean, we're not out here to, you know, it's, make a bad name for. It's the sport. for like we're having fun. It's for sport. It's for sport, more or less. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's. We're not. St- we're not starving, starving but. Yeah. Ain't that hungry. Ain't that hungry. <laughs> we are going to try something. something we, I breasted them out yeah. in the front yard, had some smoking hot chicks walk by while I was ripping their necks off and breasting them out. That didn't really go over And I was well. just standing no. there with the trash No, bag. they didn't like that. 
What did they say something? No, no they looked and pointed at us and then kind of laughed They're and then walked geese. away. <laughs> Is that a pet Well, duck? I don't think well, it helped that we had a pile get- of dead birds Affleck. by yeah, our front doorstep. We're all getting out of Mason's truck. He's dropping us off at the house, and we're just walking across the lawn with a shotgun and two dead snow geese in our hands. And then yeah. we just throw them in a pile by the tree in the front yard. And America. 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 Another thing. Cool. Ryan I didn't never know realized. Yeah, speaking Ryan of America, yeah. yeah. Apparently, oh, yeah. the bald eagles like follow these snow they geese around. Them. Yeah, they I've follow, never seen follow so the migration. Much, so much America in one spot. Like we probably saw ten different bald eagles, ten, yeah. fifteen different. Because they, they, wow. they either pick off the cripples, or if they're really bored, or think they just want to, they'll grab them. They out of the will air. grab them out of the air. Just just that's, so that's another thing. That that no, will get. That would so be a picture. They go after if they if they get the opportunity, they prefer to go after ducks. But they will take snow geese down. But like readily. when when an eagle flies over them, like a bald eagle, it gets them up. They all get up. Like really? because they're they that, freak they're, out. They they're freak scared out. Yeah. Like, or if you get like a little little like airplane, a little or, airplane. Yeah. Because the DNR shoots um, nets at them out of airplanes, so they hate it. They're paranoid of airplanes, like the little ones that buzz around, like the private planes, not mm-hmm. like the big ones, but yeah. the little ones. Yeah. Airplanes and eagles, they're up in a hurry. Yeah. It's like just a bald eagle flying over them. The whole freaking 10,000 of them get up. Get up. Yep. It, and it's, freak out. And honestly, yeah. though, is the coolest thing. Like, it shows what Mother Nature is. Like, yeah, that eagle cool. is following them for food to survive. That just shows that eagles are just scavengers. Yeah, I think we should have I an think eagle they're... season two. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was going to say eagles are, eagles are omnivores. They're pretty opportunistic. Yeah. There should picky. be a season on everything. Even people. Even people. We. The um, purge. Oh, boy. <laughs> Did you imagine that? Going down a dark hole right here. Yeah. Reboot. Um, <laughs> other than that, I think that's kind of where we're at for the snow geese. We're going to try and pile some more up, get some more content put out for that. Maybe maybe Hopefully. YouTube short or something, maybe. We'll Hopefully. see what happens, depending if we get a mic system that works well. Um, I guess we'll we'll do a little 180 from, from wings to tines. Yep. Um, boys are... Trying to pick up some more bone yet. Um, I'll just flat out say I'm I'm the goose egg of the group. Everybody else is pulling bone. Hey, I was I was with you till. Yeah, then you picked Sunday. up a 207 inch dead head. So. Ow, I'm talking. I'm sheds. I, I'm showing no pity for you for the rest okay. of my life. Yeah, but, you'll get over it. I promise. <laughs> I won't like. Not you, him. Like I, you could never oh, pick I didn't up another. Find any sheds I, in yeah, here. you found a 207 inch deer. <laughs> Like your life is, you peaked. Walk Congratulations. You get out there. I hope you not. peaked. Like you. No, no. That that 270 inch deer at the Deer Classics call. That my thing name. was nuts. Yeah, that's whack. There's already a lot of saying that that's not like a. It was like killed, not out of bow or anything. He like killed it out of a truck. Because if anyone read, yeah, it, but a lot of people are gonna say that it was also killed in 2021, and it wasn't brought last year. Hot take. Anyway. Yeah, well, it's just kind of weird we should that no talk about that last episode. Yeah. Oh, well, we forgot about Beep. it. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Anyways. Tight. Uh, we, uh, what, two weeks ago, we had a killer day. We started in the afternoon. We um, hiked. And we hiked. We did, what, eight miles? Eight miles. Mm-hmm. Eight miles in just an afternoon. We didn't even start yeah, about since noon, noon, noon to four. Five, five thirty, five forty-five. All public. All public. Um, found maybe a cat track. 
Yeah. Did we show you that? I don't think we did. I don't think we ever did. No, it was... uh, Unfortunately, we had some guys drive through on four-wheelers that drove pretty close to it, so it deformed it a little bit by the time we got back to take a picture of it. Um, Pretty sure it was a... Mountain lion. Right, yeah. It, 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 was it, big, wasn't, it was bigger than a bobcat. It was bigger than be. a bobcat, yeah. yeah. And, and it didn't and it didn't look like the bob like a bobcat track either. And, and there's been cat, well, it there's like been a cat track. Right. It didn't look like a big dog track either. Right. And there's yeah. been mountain lions around. Supposedly. There. Yeah. But the DNR oh, won't like, claim they're there. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. even though someone killed one like you know you got your just up the river. Just up the river, so <laughs> Yeah, shout out to that guy. He, he's got him named. He's got him named. Uh, no, he's got him numbered. Numbered, yeah. No uh, names. Too many deer. deer, deer to are na- numbered. Cats are named. Cats are uh, named. Kitty cat. Too many deer. He's got them all numbered. But Cole, Cole continued the success with our uh, transition buffer strip. Uh, I tell you what, that is the. I learned so much this year. I'm calling it a fence line. It, it's, buffer strip it's sounds weird. It's, it's basically a fence row that's really that overgrew. <laughs> it overgrew. Nice sound then, quality back there, bud. Yeah, are you thirsty or what? You thirsty? Too much fucking lip talking. Speaking of thirsty, you want to grab me a beer before you sit down? Yeah. Yeah, grab me one too. Anyway, these buffer <laughs> strips, like we said fence before. Rows. We're calling fence, rows, fence, rows fence rows. Buffer okay. strip just sounded weird. I kept running with it because I didn't. It sounds really official. Buffer strip? It does. But like a strip. buffer strip is something you put like to catch the a, water. A grana, it's in a grana. It's grana. to catch water. You're right. So fence rows. So it's like an overgrown fence row. And these okay. deer just absolutely love to walk down them and drop their sheds. Yeah, and, and they're just, they're, these deer are just walking along by the seamings of it anyway. So they're just, uh. They're just wandering through, and they're falling off their head, I guess. I don't really know how it all works. Bush. That's usually how you get a shed. Well, I know, but like... You ever seen a naked buck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a guy at the Deer Classic that uh, he had a naked buck. It was a buck that had magnets in its head, and you could glue magnets to your horns and then attach your horns in any which direction you could ever want. Jeez, knock it all over by no chance. Underfirst. Look at that. Wow, where'd you get these wow. from? Uh, yeah, on the side of the magnets. Yeah, you can have your deer mounted in four hours, but it's also unscorable. Yeah. Oh well. So. But it's a 120-inch deer. Who cares? Cole cut us off. Uh, I was walking right down the middle. Yeah. One. Yeah. He. He I was on the exact trail, and then <laughs> Cole's you like, Cole's like you oh, at the I just figured I'd come over here because my hedgerow ended, so <laughs> Cole's I'll a walk winder. right here. From what I've heard, Cole's a sidewinder. <laughs> He's not, a sidewinder. Not 50 yards later. Boom. Oh, got one. Boom. And then open your eyes, I guess. Later, boom. <laughs> You're gonna have to start running through the woods. But You're that, gonna be cold. that first one that you he picked does, up was—he does. That's the problem. What? He fucking runs. That first one you picked up there was what a nice, probably a, a second, second set of horns. Two year old. Yeah, two year old. Two and a half year old. Ten pointer. Yeah. yeah. Five point side. I mean, really good genetics, and actually, we're pretty confident it's the same exact genetics as the buck he found just a few yards away. Yeah. Which is a lot super larger. cool. We, cool. I mean, eventually we'll get a post up with all our sheds, kind of do a end of the year wrap up, look Hashtag out for shed it. You'll, rally. you'll be able to see like 
It's yeah. nuts. Like, you get them side by side, and they look exactly the same. And you can tell those genetics down there with the uh, the G3. They always G3s throw a G3. Are big. They throw a G3 bigger brows. than anything else. G3s and little brows. And little brows. Not, I mean, like... No, like decent. brows, but but yeah, they I mean, like, they're like not three. They're, like not, three they're, they're not non. They're not non-existent. Like but three or four inch brows. They yeah. aren't gonna wow you on the score sheet. That's right. for sure. Right. They're not eight inch brows or something like that. So, um, but yeah, big threes like ten, ten inch threes, and then uh, a two that's a little smaller, and then most of them are just ten points or eight or nine points. But yeah, uh. So Good gen- I mean, solid genetics, like some symmetry wise, that, usually. But that one, Clean that buck's gonna be. He's gonna be. That's a good, a good buck. buck. I want to find him again next yeah. year for sure. And uh, I have a feeling. I have a feeling we might be able to figure out where he is. The coolest thing yeah. is I've never found a shed that has bot fly holes. Like that's a hundred thirty inch deer. I found yeah. Oh, yeah. two sheds this year. Two of the big two Depending of the big wet. sheds that I found were like bot flies. Yeah, but I know, but mine's a hundred and thirty inch deer and this deer's got Another four tine. extra inches in tines and he's probably the same width, you know. That's it's that, a good deer. Yeah. I mean he'll be a hundred and fifty inch deer next oh, year for sure. I'd I'd probably he might he nutrition. might blow up. I he might only be three. He could hang a drop time. Throw me one, buddy. He could put some daggers on there. I it, he probably will. Actually, those are probably around that coming. Place. Yeah. yeah, he'll probably throw a kicker off his brow. Yep. Right there, he started the back one already. Yeah, oh, throwing off the back that would be sweet. Yeah, flyer. A little back scratcher. That reminds me. I should look at that picture because I I bet that big deer. I bet dagger, same thing, big G3, but I guess I never thought about it. I'm going to go. Is he? You guys can keep yeah. If he's out. dead or alive, we don't right. know. Right. Yeah. If that deer's alive, match what he's going to be oh next year. Goodness. He's going to be in the same exact spot over the summer. Oh, yeah, too. he'll summer pattern the same thing. we got to find the winner. Youth pattern. season. Gotta... Youth. And you, if there is an Iowa, if there's an <laughs> Iowa youth hunter, I've got one. Though, because, I've got one. Yeah, I would, I would hate to put them on a deer like that. Though. Oh my ruin god, them. just ruin them. Ruin the okay, rest I've of got a this deer. This deer, frame wise, almost it gives Sawyer's buck a run for its money. Oh, it's very similar genetics, but I, I don't think he touches 200. I think he's 180 inches. He's a little thin. He's yeah. a little thin. But he's also year, not that old. Ooh, he'll be big. Cause I bet he's I bet he's five, so six next year he peak out, he'd be monster. So I don't want to dive down a Wait, rabbit hole. Let's time up, time up. Next time. But like I was listening right to a podcast the other day, and I'm not gonna say who it was, but they were talking about how taking kids youth hunting and putting them on a giant deer. For I know which f- podcast you're talking about. Okay, so you listen to it too. Yep. Okay, hear me out. Yep. I I. Agree what, what do you guys think about what this? Was so, their th- what, their so they were, they were so, saying that me, you should have a kid so, that struggles and struggles, shoots a forker, shoots a six-point, like, works his way up. through instead his, of, Yeah, instead of plopping a 150-inch deer in their it, lap first right time. In front of them. Oh, yeah, that's like the guy that Derek class. He's like, my son's been spoiled. He shot three three booners already. I'm yeah. Like, like, uh, like they were saying how they were saying how you should, like, yeah. yes, take a kid out, yes, but, like – Make them learn. Make them, like, appreciate the outdoors. Don't make them go out and plop them down in their first night they shoot a 185-inch deer because th- that's, like, in their mindset. Every time I, I go mean, out, then I can shoot a deer If I had the opportunity to do that, like, if I was 
if I had the opportunity to do that for my kid, I probably would though. Like, I don't know if you can honestly say you're gonna deny your kid the opportunity at all. No, I would. Do you think you're gonna? They're gonna have the same knowledge that you do, or they're just gonna. No, no, because I know people that had that opportunity put in their hands, and those people just don't have would, any care in the world anymore because they've already done their. My deed thing and they're is, done. I would never tell my kid he can't shoot a four corn exactly. because there's a chance he's gonna. If a four corn walks out in that I, field and I see him start shit, jittering, he's excited, you're in. He's gonna shoot that. Like right. I'm, I'm gonna let him if, shoot the jig. If he's if he really doesn't want to shoot it and he's in it for the long haul to shoot a big deer. That's I'm good feel for him. That fire. That's, right. Yeah. That that is yeah. what I want. But at the same time, like that if kid's wants, first deer, I'm not gonna force no. him to shoot something. That if he, he wants to shoot a Jake shoot. during turkey season. Shoot a Jake. Like you know how like I'll shoot a Jake right now. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> I like. I will say I was pretty spoiled. Like I shot a hundred uh, high one thirties New York deer for the first buck I ever killed with my bow. Super lucky, and. My dad told me that deer was coming. It walked by him. He didn't have a buck tag in his pocket. He told me it was coming, and I was so excited, hoping it was a four-point. You know that? Like, if that sucker was a four-point. He probably said, nice deer coming your way. He, he goes, there's a buck coming your way. Yeah. And the deer he shot the night before was a seven-point, a big seven-pointer that walked by me just out of range, and he killed it. We flipped stands the next night. Had a high 130s, 10-point. He walked by him at 15 yards. He had to sit there and watch it walk by him. No tag. And it wa- he he radioed me. I didn't even have a phone at the time. He gets on the walkie-talkie. Legal? What? Might have to beep that out. Is, it, is radio's legal? You can't do that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Because you can't do it in Iowa. It's too old now. They're not going to arrest me for it. Um, <laughs> I mean, you admitted guilt. No, it's that Yeah, that, whatever. I don't really care. Um, if the New York DC ones that come after me, they can. I guess I don't care. But <coughs> they, he goes, "There's a there's a good buck coming your way." See, if radios aren't legal, why am I allowed to text someone that it's coming okay, you your can't. way? Legally, you can. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> what are they gonna right. do? Go back to my messages? Yeah. Like, all right, this is dumb. Anyway, I don't really care. <laughs> I was twelve. All right, he told me it was coming my way, and the thing I, I said to him was. Man, I was like, "Is it a four? Is it that four corn I saw last night?" And he goes, "He goes, yeah, something like that." <laughs> and then I look up the hill and I see it coming down through the woods. I'm like, "Oh, that's not a four corn!" And I about fell out of the stand. But just like that, like, but like, if you- a kid like is really that passionate at a young age about wanting to kill a big deer, I'm gonna help him do that. You're gonna fuel that fire, and I'm and gonna, gonna I'm gonna yeah. teach him everything I know to do that. But it's it's not going to be forced on him, you know. I mean, it, he gets a couple deer under his belt. I might start saying, "Hey, let's let's go for a bigger one," you know. Let's let's look at this deer. You want to kill this deer? Like, let's let's aim to shoot this deer. And I guess that's my opinion on it. I don't know what everyone else's is. Yeah, but yeah, no. Like, right. I, I just was I was curious what everyone thought because I listened to it and I'm like, you know, that was the way I grew up. I my dad did not hunt. My grandfather hunted, but was you know he by the time i was old enough to hunt he couldn't so i was never plopped down and my first deer i ever shot was a little five point buck youth season first deer i ever shot had one antler mine had none but like that's the thing like we didn't go shoot we didn't go shoot huge deer so like you appreciate when you have the opportunity to shoot a larger deer like if you go shoot 150 60 inch deer your first time you're like well what's the point like i'm not gonna 
you know, it's kind of like, oh, got that bucket list done. Got that thing on my bucket list checked off. So I was just curious because it was very interesting listening to him. Yeah, I mean, like, even me personally, the first first buck I ever shot with a bow was probably would be a lot of people's bucket list kind of deal. It was in Iowa, public land, hundred mid-140s, whitetail, mature buck. That was your first one with a bow? First buck with a bow was the one I shot oh, in 2020. Oh, shit. Yep. 100% by myself out of the hand climber. It was pretty cool. And I got told by pretty much everybody I know that, hey, that's a great deer. That's a good deer. You'll never, you'll never shoot another one bigger than that for a while. And I got spoiled, and the very following year, on public, again, by myself, shot a deer that makes Boone and Crockett. And then this year, I shot a 130, and I was probably just as pumped, if not more pumped, for that 130, because it was just a super cool experience. So. Yeah. 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 I shot my first buck with a bow last year. Yeah. How many years later? Yep. You know? So. Anyhow, I bet he's only four. Yeah, he's not yeah. a super old deer. So, anyways, we got Sorry, we got a place track. with good G three genetics. Yep, and just cool deer in general. Potential with junk, you know. trash, trash, trashy, not, not, trashy not, bases. Not non typical. They're typicals with junk. Yeah, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Kickers. Yeah, I love a good kicker. In lines. Mm-hmm. But uh, On so. Public. So then uh, this past Sunday, Deer Classic weekend, uh, we wrapped up the show. My dad and a relative that he came along pheasant hunting with us, and he came back out for the Deer Classic. Um, We had some time in the afternoon, and they wanted to go coyote hunting right before dark. So I was like, well, let's just go hit up a couple spots, go shed hunting, a couple pieces of public. So we went into one. Oh, nasty, nasty derecho nasty. damage place. And I had went in there in early muzzleloader season, and there was deer signs. So I was like, well, maybe it was thick enough, you know, maybe they'd knock some sheds off in there if there were bucks in there. And we found sign, uh, a dead button buck, but that was it. And I was looking on my map, and there was a piece, a piece just to the south of that that, I had never been in, and Ryan and the whole crew here, I don't think we've ever even no. considered it. Uh, it's just kind of one of those pieces. I guess I just always saw that those buildings there yeah. and thought it was part of just something, something different. you can't, I don't know. So I went on the uh, Iowa Hunting Atlas on the DNR website just to make sure, and sure enough, Onyx has the whole thing public, but it's you know kind of cut out because I don't know if there's a sewage thing there or not so we uh we hopped in there and looking off at one point there's a little bit of derecho damage and there was a tree down over and i looked off the point to look down in the bottom and oh my it is rugged in there and go to look down in the bottom to see if there's any kind of bottom that you could potentially you know get down and sit in and turn around and i see the base laying there it was seriously leaning up against a tree. Like he'd bedded behind a blown over tree. Yep. He bedded behind a blown over tree and he must have, you know, took a snoozer and just popped it right off there. And Just uh, laying perfect. Yep, that was the first one of the year. Tines up. Tines up. Orange down. And uh, couldn't, couldn't come up with the match, but we also didn't get to explore the whole place because we were running out of coyote time. But yeah, I mean overall I say 
guys have done a good job, I think, so far. I, I, I've never put as many uh, miles on the boots as I have this spring, and I've definitely learned a lot. I ended up checking out a new piece of public uh, last weekend, was it, or something? Um, that Bonded ended a up lot being, of public. I mean, in reality, yeah. the private that's been touched that we have permission to is like none. A, yeah, a tenth. Basically. Very, very minimal. And Which the private we've been on has picked up a 207-inch deadhead. So. Well, we we went through that oh, piece yeah, of private, too. True. But that big that piece of private cattle and pasture. six inches of snow and yeah. all that other one, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I need to run through <coughs> that other farm. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We could do that Saturday, maybe. If we don't get any snow. They're all going to get covered up. Yeah. Like but I, w- I would be willing to go through that with you. We also have to get the smoker fired up at some point. That, I've Still seen got that, that video. brisket in the freezer. Mm, we don't got time Not for that. Week, Not this week. I know, but... <clears throat> it's, on the, da- it's on the burner. My dad cooked a brisket this past weekend, and he sent me a picture of it. And it made me drool a little bit. I've had the same, we, we had the same pork those, belly thing pop up like three times. Chicharrones. Yeah. Or we oh, could those do, crunchy freaking... Oh, I've seen those. Uh, poor man's burn ends, yeah, they either one works. You can, you can do bologna burnt ends. Have you seen those? No. You get like a big old freaking log of, you get a big log of bologna, and then you like cube it up basically, and just barbecue sauce and cook yeah, the hell out of it. Yeah, do that with like hot dogs too. Yeah, or it's basically with hot yeah, dogs too. But the cheater burnt ends. Yep. <laughs> Cheap. But, Much cheaper. But yeah, I mean, Cole, you got anything to add there? You're the shed master so far this year. You picked up the most sheds. Is that four? Four. Ryan's got two? Uh, no, three. three. three the broken one. Yeah, yeah, it's not really a shed. I mean, he forgot how he to f- shed. He picked up like the later two-thirds of a <laughs> antler that were broke off at the beam. It's hey, I'm, co- proud it's of that. Cool. I'm proud of that one because yeah. uh, well, those are harder to see. It's was Madison cool. with you? She was. She's Boy, picked she up more sheds than I do. Yeah, she's been pretty mad at me lately. She's, she's not mad. She'll get over it. Because she's like... She's, she's just like, not as good as you. She's like, you only ever find them when I come with you, but I never find them. I was like, yeah, I know. Well, like, she found the first shed of the year. She did. And then she's, she's been the, downhill She's got more there. than me. She does. She does. It's all right. But she tries, and it's just fun to go walk around. And Yep. But we'll have to go and not go deep. Deep. Good luck. It sucks. Find my big buck. He's there somewhere. He's gotta be. There was I only saw one stand, and the guy must have took it down and just left it on the ground. Oh, oh yeah, that so. stand is still hanging up down there at another place we hunted on public too. Where we called coyotes? No, where we went for muzzleloader season. We walked by a stand. Early muzz. Yeah, there was two of them out there. Oh. You Your public have. spot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're still both out there. Hmm. Get them out of here. Oh, the one well. has been in there for a couple of years, and that bottom step is about, it's between belly button and chest high now. Wow. Yeah, it's up there. Good for them. Yeah. They got legs on them. Well, I think the tree's just growing. Oh. She <laughs> what? Pump for Skip snows. class and come with us in the morning then. I'm going Thursday, buddy. I got a oh. test oh, on I thought he was going to say he's going to skip. I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, but. Is your you, track cleaned out? Enough? Why? Who else we gotta take? I'm just asking. You're gonna put waiters back there. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll have room. I I need to move that cooler and reorganize it. But hey, yeah. you should cut the sides so that they're they don't 
Cut them? Yeah, so they don't get so tight on get your legs. Ventilation. Yeah, get some I ventilation. I don't need ventilation. This I just man need to be dry. walked in the house. I was sitting on the couch warm, doing my homework. No. He dropped the box on the floor, proceeded to go to his room for about 10 minutes, put his waiters on, and then came, came out. No, I, my mom called me. It probably took him. Anyway, they were really tight on him. He walked out, and I'm like, God, are those, you sure those fit right? Like, they were, like, Good painted enough. on him. Good then enough. he proceeds to sit down in <laughs> hey, the recliner. Those will be watertight. Yeah. They will be. He won't get them off. I'll get, I, I'll get them off. proceeded to put them, pull them down to his waist, and then fall asleep in the recliner <laughs> for an hour and a half in his waders. <laughs> and I swear, bro, so bad. He was sweating. What be so wet in those? Uh, Frog tog. But, like, mine are 1200s. I don't know. The boots are six hundred. Oh gosh, you were sweating in those. Yeah, well, I was inside. I was inside. <laughs> Literally in his oh, waiters. <laughs> <laughs> like Evan and Evan, our other roommate, were, we were talking at like a normal voice level with the TV on, and this man was sound asleep. No, okay, I was, so I was, I was cooking, and he was sound asleep. The snow goose adventure at all, but like both of you fucking took naps. And I didn't sleep the whole day. And you, so Cole fell asleep for about twenty minutes. And I knew Cole was falling asleep. You're saying I took a nap. Asleep I, all the time. I like nodded off. If you're for in like a five minutes out. at a time, two times for five minutes. You took two cat naps. Okay, Cole oh, also yeah. only got two hours of sleep that. So night. I, he was sitting in the back. I was the one driving all day, and I saw Cole like arch his back, you know, and like kind of push into the corner back there. And That's I'm like, what he does. yeah, I was like, he's got maybe two minutes. We didn't make it off the fucking gravel road, and he was out. On the and way the, home? No, from one spot to the next. <laughs> it was a half-hour trip. Yeah. Uh, and the gravel road was maybe a mile long. And On our way back from shed out. hunting from, yep. from yep. west, the town, yeah. to here, he was out. Like that. Yeah. Well, and Ryan was sitting there beside me, phone in hand on his chest, <laughs> yeah. you know. And he's sitting there, and I'm just watching his head just bob. I was nodding. <laughs> I, I was trying to stay awake because I knew you were probably tired. I didn't bob. want you to fall asleep. And then I hit a bump, but. and the head bobbed and spun to the right, <laughs> and it didn't move again. And I was like, that motherfucker just fell asleep. And Cole's sleeping too, so I'm just cranking the radio up a little bit more just to stay awake. I've got fucking two Red Bulls and two coffees in me by now. Yeah. And I'm just, a little 20-minute power nap, and then I was ready to go. And then we yeah. went and put the smack down. Yeah, and then we got to trudge through the wilderness. It was meant to be explored. If hey, you that was after we did our little hike through God's country. Are we I gonna took k- my nap. Are we so. going to kill him tomorrow or what? I hope. I if hope you're so. not, if you ain't Larry. shooting, then yeah. If you're shooting with your modified choke, then no. We have Larry now. I know. Larry's going to pile him. I'm are you take, coming I'm with me take, on Thursday? We'll see how I feel. I, I'll have to recover some sleep Wednesday afternoon, but yeah. I'm supposed to go to the gym tomorrow night, too. But well, You yeah. ain't got anything better to do Thursday. Well, he's got his lab. I, skip have, that bullshit. No, Come with no, me. We'd have, to leave, we'd have to leave there by 10.30, and you can drop me off at my lab. In your waders with your shotgun and snow goose in hand. Yeah, once I on. get them suckers slapped on me tomorrow, I'm not taking them off. <laughs> Just poor like, they are no, they are literally that tight, tight on this man. They're tight, but they don't like 
everyone I go I to has regular waiters. I need you, the why, big why size. Why you get the Tomorrow we ones? need a picture. It doesn't matter. He told me that He walked in the living room. He goes, these things are vacuum tight. I'm like, vacuum tight. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I put my foot in there and I tried to pull it out and it's like, it's stuck. I'm like, I'm like, when his foot goes along, he goes, yeah, it like sucks. It in. fucking sucks. It's like putting a tech suit on. It reminds me of high school. Why swimming. don't you? Why don't you like? Cause why didn't you? Like, hip no, I thought you were no, no, no. Waiter, going to bath Hit the gym a little I more. I was gonna, and then I just went to Jack's, and I was like, God, and freaking Taylor's in there. Just get waiters. Just get waiters. He's like, you, you'll, you should just get waiters. You just to peer pressure. He's like, he's like, I don't even use my hip boots anymore. I was like. He doesn't. Yeah, because yeah, his hip boots have holes in them. Well, that's not very helpful. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> but I'm like, uh, well, fuck. Granted, so, though, where we if we ever have to get out at two of those spots tomorrow, hip boots won't cut it. Just because for the south one. Well, it's just not because of the depth, but like when you're walking, the water sloshes, yeah. and you'll have a wet crotch. I like wet crotches. No, no, you don't. No, you I'm don't. Curious, I'm, I'm curious to know how. They probably smell the same way, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm curious to know, though, how, how Ryan likes water. Because we know Sawyer's not a water uh, uh, guy. I hate waiters. Just keep your feet moving. Don't stand still. Don't stop. No. And don't fall either. If you're, yeah, you have room to talk. You took a fucking dive that yeah, first trip we got spill. out the truck. Take a spill. Yeah, I dropped down to my knees. He went down. He was going, help, help, help. <laughs> well, the problem was, so I came over to him like, are you well, all right? Because there was ice and my feet went yeah, we in through the, my feet uh, went through the ice and then it got stuck in the mud and I couldn't move and I ended up on my knees <laughs> and I'm like, my gun's up. I'm trying to keep it out of the water. Yeah, I look over and the gun's pointed at me and he's going, help, help, help. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah. Ryan's standing on the side going, should I shoot this black bird? I can dust him. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the birds that are like 80 yards up. I'm like, come on, come let's on, shoot him. I'm like, no, like, no, no. no. And then finally, after, and they're just eating rinds. Come on, shoot him, come on. Come on, kill him. Boom, 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 boom. I did not kill a four out of five shells on that one. Guaranteed I hit a few up Ryan, there. But. Yeah, he Ryan probably hit every bird, but with one bellet. <laughs> Ryan doesn't care if he's hit some. He just wants the joys of pulling the trigger five like, they times. Can all it's trigger, it's like, trigger hit therapy. Stuff. I'm just, do, 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 do. Yeah, he's like, well, was it you that asked me or you that asked me which, who, how you, where you put the bead? No, when do you ask me where I lead him? Well, because I don't I'm not – See, see listen to this. I'm not used to like like – Canada's fine in close, but snows that are like 60 yards high, I can't lead those things because mm. I'm used to them at my feet. Mm. I usually just put it – so, like, I never shoot the, like, the front bird, you know? Yeah. So, like, my goal is to kill the Why? second bird. Why? shoot the shoot at the front bird, you hit the second That's bird. That's what I do. I put it on the middle of the body of the first bird. I never, like, try and lead the front oh. bird because I just can't get that right. So, I put it on the middle mm. of the body of the first bird hoping to hit the second one. Or, like, if I like, just give her. But in reality, my, my so, theory is in reality the quicker I, I cheat. dump so, like, my if gun. If it's, like – Snow, snow, blue, snow, blue. I'll put it on the f- snow in front of the blue, hoping to like kill the blue. My theory is. Oh, you think too much. Five shots. I, know, I, I yeah. overthink it. The quicker I, I, I dump do, my gun, like, the more opportunity and bullet or uh, it bullets are down. In my defense, yeah. I can't dump as fast. I have a pump, so I gotta yeah, like, he's pick mad shots. that I can empty my gun before he racks oh, another my, one. When, when him and I went trudging, you're back shooting there. 120 yards away. I mean, it doesn't even matter anymore. Might yeah. as well shoot slugs. Okay. <laughs> Illegal. I know a guy yeah, who did no, that. Yeah, no, that second time that, that Ryan 
shot into the group. I think he had his gun dumped in about ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, like that it big, was that as big. Flock it was, was just as like, fast as he can pull his trigger. And I pinched my finger somehow. I don't know how I did that. Yeah, because he holds it like at the receiver, damn near no. with his front hand. Because no. you pinched your pinky, didn't you? No, I pinched my trigger finger. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It must different. have got under the trigger. Well, he doesn't have that long of a throw. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like a He nub. has to go like, he holds it like this. <laughs> it's like paintball. Like both <laughs> yeah, your mom doesn't seem to mind my throw. Ooh. <laughs> Sheila. Sheila. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, that was that was kind of the highlight of my day. Cole yelling, help, help, help. At the same time, Ryan's just posted up, I could dust this blackbird. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was at like 10 feet. 10 feet, yeah. It was like. Yeah. Ryan was standing by this little willow tree. And the blackbird's going, ah, ah, right there above him. I'm like, he's giving away our location. Let me buy I'm like, yeah, you're going to shoot at him. <laughs> yeah. No, I hope we get in no tomorrow. And then there was the brass picker guy. <laughs> Oh yeah, girl in, girl in. This dude just like he's like, "How are you doing?" And we're like, "Good." And he goes, "Y'all hunting the snow geese?" And we're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay." And he walks with his high V's or whatever yeah, sack. And he just bends over, starts picking up every brass casing at this little shooting range on the ground. Yeah. That's like that guy whenever we were shooting muzzleloaders. How far do you have to drive to where you guys were shooting muzzleloaders? Uh, was it forty-five minutes? Yeah. Where you go? Were you north? This is. Were you north? Yeah. That's the better one. Is it? Yeah, it has, it has backstops and go. stuff. Yeah. This Bro, one you just kind of shoot into a hill. No, just he was shoot. just saying He was know. just saying if it was closer than the one I we just, went to. Yeah. It's there's just also, some, there's also places shoot. to it's park. It's like an actual, like, oh, oh, where you guys were. just sight in guns there. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't know Which how is weird considering, like, if you loft a shot up there over the backstop, it goes into a um, waterfowl production area. <laughs> your lead, your lead, just yeah. You're literally allowed to shoot lead inside a, of it. How at, in how the direction? Long is it? As long as Only you want. There's yards? no, there's no backstop. Oh, just it's just the hill. You just keep putting like you're shooting along the side of the hill. Yeah, so it's like. Well, I missed over to the top of the hill. My lead bullet went into the pond back there. That's a waterfowl protection area or a production area. Yeah, I ain't gonna hurt them. Kind of funny. Or a waterfowl refuge or whatever. No, no, you can't hunt it. Areas, you can't though, hunt it. Like those are pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Like the way, like you can tell that those birds know that mm. they are there. There's an invisible line through the water, and they know just how far they can go before you can get them, and they'll mm. stop like a hand away. Yeah. Like the one, definitely the ones that have been through here before. No, yeah. I just want juvie soup. I'm They're make, coming. If we kill a bunch of juvies, I'm gonna make soup out of them. I can't you can wait eat it by yourself. To get back <laughs> after spring break. Oh yeah, so Andrew, just skip class tomorrow. Morning. I got a I got a message from our northerns. Yeah. And they're thinking the 16th to the 19th. Well, we won't we'll be, be here. here. I can push it back. Push them yeah. back to a weekend where everyone can go, not during the week. If they could, yeah. like, do, like, a Friday. But, again, it depends on if the birds are here. But if they could do, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday maybe, that would be better that the whole no, crew could Friday, get together. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Friday, Saturday. Well, I was just saying, but, I mean, it depends on if there's birds because, you know, can't go kill birds if there ain't birds here. There will be birds here. There will be birds. We'll I can hold them down. You. It doesn't look like we're going to get good weather for a little bit. So. Nope. So, 
I don't know. Yeah, a little bit of an off rant there. Got a little long on you folks. Yeah. Hopefully you get a laugh. Ep- episode 7. Episode 7. Good one. all over the place, but... It was. Snows and hopefully, shits. Hopefully you made it to the end and have a little bit of a giggle with us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> watch it's out time for the, to go to bed. Watch out for the blackbirds. We got to go to bed, yeah. We got to yeah. wake up and... Yeah, it's looking like there could be snow. Hours. There could be snow in the middle of next week, so... Yeah. Hold them. Hold them. Hold them. Well... Down. Time down. People that are watching. Get the net guns out. We'll hold them down until we can take care of them. Yeah. Jesus. That's all right. I'll, I'll call out. the DNR officer right now. Yeah. yeah. He's like your uncle or something, ain't he? Mr. Green Jeans. Which guy are you talking about? Oh, I guess I was talking about a retired conservation okay, officer. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the one I was talking about, too. He wasn't a conservation officer. He was a uh, scientist, basically. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for everyone who continues to watch or listen along with us. We're glad that you're still here. You will be watching soon. You will be watching Check us soon. Out. I, I, I am to watch some YouTube videos on how to attach audio to the video and make it match up, or else you guys are going to be listening to. I figured it out. Did you? Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm experimenting. Experimenting with the old photography. Ask Mason and Ryan. I didn't do too bad. I need to nope. get a little you better a gear. Lens. But I also don't have the money for eighteen hundred lens just right blow now. Money. I mean blow I do, but I don't really want to buy it. Anyway, right. um follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Check us out on now check YouTube. Us out now yep. YouTube. All under the same name, Poorway Outdoors. Outdoors. Subscribe, rate five stars. Yep. Send us a message. Email yeah. poorwayoutdoors at gmail.com. We're more than happy to have some ideas. Roll in, new products you want us to try, anything you think we should know. Give us a shout. If you have any cool snow goose stories or whatever, send them our way. I always love hearing them. Yep. If you think you should be a guest, we're, we're getting ready to maybe bring some people on here I'd in the near future, to. I think. So yeah, if sure you think thing. you got something to add, give us a shout. Give us a gene. We're not going to. I don't think we're going to be too picky. Give either. us a squawk. Yeah. Or whatever. Give us a ring-a-ding. Ring-a-ding. Yep. yep. But, or something like that. So I think that wraps it up. We'll Works catch you all next time. Thanks for listening.